888-835-2414. This is Blogging with Leslie. Another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Simon from becomeablogger.com. We're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 349, I answer the question, is blogging dead? Yes, we are taking a relook at the state of the industry. A lot has changed. Blogging is no longer as simple as it used to be. Most of the web is video than more of the web is video than ever before. Pos- podcasting is on a rise, and it has gotten harder for many people to gain traction by just blogging. As someone whose livelihood depends on blogging, there is, you know, there are serious questions to answer with everything that's going on. Are we edging slowly towards the end of blogging as a business? Should we be looking? for the next big thing well i've come to a conclusion and i can't wait to share it with it to you with you today rather than keeping it to myself so is blogging dead no sugar coating that's what we're going to be talking about today wow what what just happened you know I'm, I, I i can't speak i'm stumbling over my words should i re-record this nope i'm not because that's just the way it is you know sometimes we mess up and it's all good this is episode number 349 uh you can find detailed show notes i still can't speak what's up you can find detailed show notes <laughs> At becomeablogger.com slash 349. Anything that I mention, all of the links, everything, it'll be right here, right there. Becomeablogger.com slash 349. So let me tell you a little bit about what we're going to cover in today's episode. Number one, we're going to talk about the fact, not the theory, not the not the hypothesis. The fact that change is inevitable. We're going to get into what changes have happened as it relates to blogging. And I'm going to answer the question, Leslie, what should I do? (laughs) That's what we got to get into. But before we do all of that, we've got to get to the tool of the week. All right, tool of the week. First of all, I apologize in advance. The last two tools um, that I've done are Mac only, and this is this is a Mac only tool. But I'm gonna share it still because I know a lot of you do use Macs. If you use PCs, don't worry, I got you covered in future episodes. (laughs) But this app is a simple. $5 app that I use on my device that I absolutely love, and it's called Fluid. You can find it at fluidapp.com. Now, here's what it does. You know, sometimes you there's a website that you use on a regular basis that you wish, you wish. Why, why in the world have these people not made an app for my computer, for my Mac, that I could just use without having to open up a browser? Well, for you, if you've ever found yourself in this situation, Fluid app is going to help you with that. So here's how it works. Uh, you, you, you open up the app, and when you open up the app, it basically asks you for a website. So let's say Facebook.com, or uh, for me, uh, I'm looking at my doc right now, and I see I have a You Need a Budget app. 
YNAB app. There's no Mac app for YNAB, and I wish there were. Well, I opened up Fluid app, I put in the URL, and um, I say, hey, I want this to be in my applications folder. It then asks me what I want the icon to be, and, and um, oh yeah, and also what the name of it is, and it basically makes like this container for that website that makes it look like a regular native app. It is awesome. I absolutely love it. And for $5, it is a steal. Create and okay, let's say you want to use uh, Gmail, but you don't want to go into the browser. Create a Gmail app. You want to use Facebook, but you don't want to go into the browser. Create a Facebook app. You, you want to do whatever, Pandora, uh, whatever doesn't have a Mac application, but you want it on your computer. Fluid. Fluidapp.com, $5, and that's pretty much it. So that is my tool of the week. Now, of course, we got to take any questions that come into the, the hotline. So we have a question here uh, from Dr. Ryan S. Howard from yourfaithatwork.org. So take it away, Doc Howard. Leslie, this is Ryan Howard from Iowa. Hey, I had a question about, I'm getting ready to launch a podcast, and I would like to know what are some key components of intros and outros, maybe some do's and don'ts. I've read lots of different things, but I'd like to know the app, maybe the app, more absolutes. I know it can be whatever we want, but what are what you would re really recommend for maybe uh, maybe 8 to 15-minute podcast? Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Great question. Thank you so much for calling it in, Dr. Ryan S. Howard. No, I'm not calling you Ryan Howard like you did on that. I'm calling you Dr. <laughs> Ryan S. Howard. And for those of you that don't know, the reason I'm calling him Dr. Ryan S. Howard is because uh, Ryan is actually a member of my coaching club and he just graduated with his PhD. And we are extremely proud of him. A few a few months back, he came into the coaching call, one of the coaching calls and said, hey, I'm struggling to balance my blog and the stuff that I got to do for my dissertation. I, maybe I'm sharing too much, Ryan, but I, I'm excited for you, so I'm going to share it, all right? I'm struggling to balance it all. How do you recommend that I do this? And my recommendation to him was stop blogging right now, finish your dissertation, finish your PhD, and then come back strong. And that's exactly what he did. Dr. Ryan S. Howard from Your Faith at Work. Dot org and I am extremely proud. So I just I just got to give you a shout out, man. <laughs> Anyhow, so what do I recommend for your intro? And I know we've been talking about this in the Facebook group for the coaching club, but here are a few things that I think are important uh, to include. Now, this is my opinion. As you said, you could put anything in there that you want, but I think it's important to have obviously your name of the podcast, the name of the podcast in there clearly. Number two who you are, so you can say it's the Your Faith at Work podcast with Dr. Ryan S. Howard, and also what the podcast is about. You know, when I say, you know, this is uh, Blogging with Leslie, Leslie Simon from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time, and I tell you exactly what the podcast is about, and then I go into what the episode is about. I think it's important from the very beginning to let people know, hey, you are in the right place if they're in the right place. And if they're not, then they can tune out, right? So who, what's your podcast? What is it about? Who are you? And also, where can I find you on the, inter on, on the internet? What's your blog URL or your free resource that you're giving away or something along those lines? 
Those are some of the things that I think are important to include in your podcast intro. Now, there are a few other things to me that are important. Number one is your personality. Now, you know that when you listen to a podcast episode with me, you're going to have this weird, loud, crazy, excited guy talking about, hello, 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 and welcome to another. That, that's me, right? I think, and, and then the music that comes along with that, it has a certain groove. I like to make sure that the feel that you get in the intro is the feel that matches my branding. Branding is very important. And, you know, that's the name, that's uh, what you do and all that stuff. But it's also the feel that I get when I hit play. Now, another optional thing that you can do, I do it and a lot of, a lot of other podcasters do it, is you can say the episode number. Now, that may be in your intro if you have like a prof- uh, if, if, now if you have like someone that's professionally recording an intro that you're using on all of your different episodes, it may not be in that, but you may you might say it after the intro, but I think it's good to let people know what episode this is and how they can get if you have show notes, how they can get to the show notes and that kind of stuff. So, those are the things that I think are important and cool to include in your podcast intro. And I know you've shared some uh, 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 some scripts in the coaching club, and I think it's starting to look good. So I'm excited about that. By the way, if you want to get your questions answered on the podcast, you can always call the hotline at... 888-835-2414. And if you want to take it actually to the next level and get your question, every single question you ask answered via video, make sure to check out the Blogger Coaching Club at bloggercoaching.com so that you can get that question. Those, every, if you want to go in there every day and ask a few questions and get videos custom made for you, that is the place to go, bloggercoaching.com. On that note, we're going to switch gears now to get to the topic of this episode. It is so much harder. It is. I'm not going to lie. You know what? I'm going to give you the bad news right up front because I, you know, I, I, I don't know why. I'm just inspired to give you the bad news. It is harder today to be successful at blogging than it was 10 years ago. All right. We got that out of the way. All right. OK. So with that out of the way, the, the, the question then becomes, you know, is this like the beginning of the end? Are we on that downward spiral? Is blogging about to be on the way out? You know, when I started my online business, it was all about freebie trading for me. And then freebie trading reached a point where it started to decline and decline. Now, there are some people that were, you know, uh, Periscope experts, and then all of a sudden, Periscope people not talking about it as much anymore, and it's on the de- and it's on the decline. And and then there are other platforms like Meerkat; those are specific platforms. But the the concept is what I'm going for. Oftentimes, what you find is there's something that is hot for a while, and then it starts going down. MySpace. MySpace was good. I remember back in the days, I used to I used to record myself playing piano and upload it to MySpace. And to me, that was awesome. I was the coolest. <laughs> oh, man. But is that what we're seeing with blogging? Is it on the decline? Now, as I mentioned in the intro, we're going to talk about the fact that one of the things that is inevitable is change. That is one thing you can always expect. It is going to happen. A few episodes back, I spoke about social media and blogging in 
2019 and beyond, and I spoke about the decline in organic reach. I, I spoke about the changes that, that Facebook has been making to the algorithm. I spoke about the fact that organic exposure, uh, organic reach for people that have pages, business pages on Facebook, it's almost non-existent or at least seemingly non-existent. Uh, and it's easy to look at that and say, man... You know, back in the days, we could post a bunch of uh, our content on social media and get a ton of traffic. Um, and, and, and it's easy to say, you know what, social media, because you are making these changes, man, th my traffic is going down and, 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 and there's no hope. And it's all your fault. But I actually think it's, it's a bit unfair to do that. Um, it's a bit unfair to do that because change happens and, and Facebook and these social platforms are making the changes that they want to make so that their business can hopefully continue uh, to grow. Now, so if we know that change is inev inevitable, the first part is actually accepting that. And, and, and once we've accept that, then it's, it's then the, the next thing we want to do is say, okay, so what do we do? And we want to evaluate the situation and come up with the best course of action for ourselves and our businesses and our blogs and what we are trying to accomplish in life. Okay, so now I am someone that teaches blogging. The reason you're listening to this podcast is at some level, you are interested in blogging. Maybe you're a blogger. Maybe you are a blogger that is very successful at it, making six figures or, or more, and, and, and you just love this, and you listen to the podcast for you know additional information and different things you can try and different ideas and so on, or to just keep yourself fresh. Maybe that's the case, and maybe you're just getting started. But I am someone that is speaking and almost like preaching about the the benefits of blogging. You know, my my online business, my blogging business, the stuff that I do on the internet is 100% responsible for the financial state of my family. So, this is something that I take seriously. And if blogging dies, <laughs> that part of my business would die along with it, right? Um so it's my responsibility to kind of keep up with what is actually going on in the industry. If I don't, then I am stupid <laughs> or I don't want my kids to eat. Uh, and that doesn't, that doesn't work out well. All right. Um, but more than that, I also have a responsibility to you. And I've spoken about this. I spoke about this in the last episode, episode 348, um, but you're following me for information related to blogging. So as a, as a result of that, as, uh, you know, as someone that set themselves in that position, I have a responsibility to keep you, you know, up to date on what is actually happening. And by keeping you informed, I'm also equipping you to, to, to be better at what you do, to become a better blogger. Maybe that should be the name of my site, become a better blogger. And, and, and I want to, 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 to rise to that occasion to help you make better decisions. So I want to talk about what has changed because it's not just social media. There's another one that has changed and it's a huge deal. I talk about it in every episode. I talk about it at the beginning of every episode to be more specifically. And I said, um, not just a, a blog that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. 
Well, Google has had a lot of mood swings. Now, I love Google. Google is a great place to go to find information online. If I want to know about something, if I want to know what's happening in a certain part of the world, if I want to know how to do something, where do I go? I go to Google and I go to YouTube. Those are the two places that I go before anywhere else. And by doing that, I can learn about anything. But Google has also been a great source of traffic for bloggers. Google has been a great source of traffic for me, especially when it comes to my biology blog that I sold a, a few years back. Google was such a big part of that. With no Google, with no YouTube, that blog would not have existed at the level that it was able to exist. But have you noticed something? Back then, when you go to Google and you search for a certain topic, what you'd see is a search engine results page. Now, you may see a few ads at the top or at the side, depending on when, you, when we're talking about, but the majority of the, the results were just links to websites that, that related to that keyword phrase. But now, <laughs> now it looks a little different. And, and, and if you go to Google right now, especially if you do it on your mobile device, you're going to see a number of different things. Okay, I want to talk about some of the things that you see. And actually, maybe I should do this in real time. I'm going to come here on my mobile device. I'm going to open up my phone. And I'm going to say how to start a vlog. Or no, I'm going to do one that I know I rank well for. Uh, vlog with a smartphone. Yeah, that's a good one. Vlogging with a smartphone. All right. <laughs> so when I do that, I see a number of things. Number one, I see a bunch of products that I can buy. And that takes up the majority of my screen. More than half of my screen and all I've seen is what I searched for, the Google logo, and then I see a bunch of products. And then, and I'm actually, yeah, so the next thing I see is a video featured snippet right there at the top. Now, sometimes this will show up in position one, and this one is a video from, you guessed it, YouTube. Um, and when um, I, I find that I find this often when I search for some kind of how-to content. If there's a relevant video, um, Google will show that right at the top of the search engine results. All right? Now, I also see a bunch of other videos. All right? And those other videos are, you know, other videos from YouTube on this topic on how to smart, uh, vlog with a smartphone. Uh, so, number one, I see a bunch of recommended products. Okay, so anything that's related. So in this case, I'm seeing a smartphone holder that you can put a, 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 a video, I mean, a, a, a light on and a microphone on. I see a smartphone video rig. I see a smartphone tripod. I see a portable mic. I see a smartphone lenses, wide angle lens that I can add to my smartphone. And I see a whole bunch of stuff. You, you notice what I've not said yet? I haven't said any, you know, links to any websites. I haven't said any links to any vlogs. None of that. I haven't seen any of that as yet. Instead, I've seen the products. 
I've seen the videos. And then in many cases, you'll also see another section, and you've heard that you've seen this section before. People also ask. And 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 just in case you didn't find what you're looking for, even before showing you any links to any blogs and websites, what you see is other questions that people are asking. So the, the, uh, the idea here is, you know, uh, many people are asking these questions. And if many people are asking these questions, um, then you may be interested in the answers as well. And you can literally go on a journey before ever getting to the first search engine result. Have you noticed this? Is this something you've noticed or is it just me? Now, finally, after all of that, and I'm scrolling once past the entire screen and twice past the entire screen almost, before I see the first ser regular search result. And fortunately, in this situation, I am listed as number one. So I have the number one position. But the number one position in 2019 does not mean the same thing that the number one position in 2015 or in 2014 when I left my job. It is completely different because in order to get to that number one, I got to do a whole bunch of looking and a whole bunch of searching. Now, those are just some of the featured snippets. Um, you may also see other featured snippets that I'm not seeing in this particular search. Um, it is going to vary depending on what you're searching for. You might see some lists. You might see a definition. Uh, you might see tables. Uh, you might see you know, a number of other things before you see that first search result. Now, is that all? Does this sound like all bad news? I really hope not. But I want it to I want you to understand the reality of what has happened so that we can talk about okay, so what do we do now? Like where do we go from here as a blogger or should I even be blogging? Real questions. So to add to all of that, there is another side of Google. And it's a side of Google that my six-year-old son and my three-year-old daughter absolutely love. <laughs> There's a question that comes up on a daily basis, probably multiple times a day in the Google, in, in, not in the Google, but in the... <laughs> in the Samuels household, and that is this. Can we ask Google? <laughs> and you know what he's referring to? Google Home. Or, you know, there's also Alexa. And yes, we do have both in the living room. I know we're a little insane. But Google Home. Now, here's the thing. When you ask Google Home, a question, where is it getting the information from? Well, it's, it's pretty much doing what Google does on your computer and on your smartphone, right? It is scanning the web and it, 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 it has indexed a bunch of sites. And based on that, it can then pull the information and serve it to my son. And all you got to do is ask. Okay, Google, how far? It, oops. 
Uh oh. I have a. <laughs> Never mind, Google. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I have one in my office. <laughs> we got them all over the place. I didn't plan that. Yeah, okay, thank you. She, she, she's Google is talking to me and trying to figure out what I want. I'm, I'm going to try to avoid saying that right now. <laughs> and, oh, man, maybe you have one by you and I just turned it off. Any, any, anyhow, okay, so. Um, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> anyhow, uh, my, my son will ask, okay, device, uh, how far is Michigan from Florida? And you know what Google is going to do? Google is going to tell him. Now, where's Google getting that information from? Somebody's blog, somebody's website, or maybe Wikipedia. Now, let me ask you this. When Google gives that answer, do you have to go to the website? Do you have to go to the blog? When Google shows you all the stuff in the search results, do you even have to go to the blogs? When you ask for the definition of something, and maybe I go to Google and I ask for the definition of something and you have the perfect definition on your blog and Google knows that. So Google shows me that information. Do I, do I, do I have to go to your blog? Probably not, right? Will I go to your blog? Maybe, but maybe not. So yay for us as in the people that are asking Google for this information but boo for the site, boo for the blogger, because Google is just taking it and saying, hey, here's the information that, that, that uh, Ryan has on his site or that Leslie has on his site. This is what you're looking for. You don't even have to go. Now, the question is this, what is Google's goal? What is Google trying to accomplish, right? And the answer should be uh, pretty you know, straightforward and pretty obvious. Google wants, like most public companies, to make money. <laughs> and the way they make money is by being useful, right? The more useful they are, the more money they can make from advertising. And over the last few months, over the last few years, Google has been scraping content more to, to, to display it directly in the search, engine's the, the, the search engine results page um, and in some cases, that means people just won't go to your site. They get the result, and then what do they do? They move on. Or maybe they don't get the result, and they ask another question. And it continues, and it continues. So the question then becomes, once again, we're back to the question. We're wrestling with this question. Is blogging dead? And my answer to this is no. But, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> no, it's not dead. In actuality, blogging is changing for sure. As I said, change is inevitable. And, 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 and with every move, you know, some major corporation like, like Google makes or like Facebook makes, it gives us signals. And these signals especially when it comes to you know these corporations that determine whether or not we get traffic to our blogs and to the content that we're creating, these signals are important to pay attention to. In the case of Google, what are they saying? What can we learn from what Google is doing? Here's what we can learn. Yeah, they used to index just a bunch of 
articles and posts and maybe a lot of written content, but that's no longer the case. The, the Google search results, is they're much more dynamic than they have ever been. It includes audio. It inclu I mean, it includes video. It includes images. It includes news. It includes links to products. It includes a more diverse set of content. And as, you know, this device here that just responded to me, um, as this device here... Um, continues to grow in popularity, which we will see over time. Bloggers, uh, you know, will live more and more in a world where people get their content without even getting to their blogs. Does that sound? Does that sound rough? Does that sound tricky? Does that sound difficult to deal with? Absolutely. Am I disappointed by this? Absolutely not. Here's why. And this is where we get into the, you know, Leslie, oh man, all this news. First you tell us social media is changing and we're getting less traffic there. And then you're telling us now that Google has definitely changed as well and, and is potentially less traffic there. Here's why I'm excited. Because with this information, with me seeing what Google is doing, with me seeing what Facebook is doing, with, with me see what all of these platform for, uh, platforms are doing, it gives me now ideas for things that I should be doing. In fact, my answer is this. Let's do what Google is doing. Let's do it because, hey, they're, they're redefining what it means to be a search engine. So it's time for us as bloggers to redefine what it means to be a blogger. All right. So in the past, Google showed a bunch of links to websites and a, a lot of written content and all that kind of stuff. Uh, a, a blogger, uh, uh, I mean, the search results was just a bunch of text. Today, it's way more than that. In the past, a blogger was seen as a writer, someone who, you know, creates written content and puts it on this website. It's relatively easy to up update. Maybe it's on WordPress or whatever the case might be. Um, and that's what a blogger was. But if Google is redefining what it means to be a search engine, it's time for us to redefine what it means to be a blogger because today in 2019 a, a blogger is way more than just a writer a blogger is someone who creates content and in the context of what i teach in the context of what i'm passionate about a blogger is someone who creates content to help others a blogger does much more than write yes a blogger writes but a blogger creates videos. A blogger is a podcaster. A blogger is an educator. A, a, a blogger builds a community. A blogger builds, in my context, a blogger builds a business. A blogger builds a brand. A blogger essentially builds a media company. A blogger is a, a, a thought leader. 
we are bloggers and we can't do what we've been doing all along. We can't just rely on our writing skills because Google ain't. <laughs> They're no longer, I mean, they are relying some on our writing skills, but they are relying on so much more. They are way more dynamic than they ever were. And that gives us the opportunity to do the exact same thing. So my question is this, will the real bloggers please stand up? Because if we don't, if 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 you say, you know what? I don't know about this, I'm done. Or you know what, I'm just gonna stick to what I've been doing because it's worked in the past and it's gonna continue to work in the future and all that good stuff. Well then you're gonna fall by the wayside when Google's continues it, its mood swings, when Facebook continues its move mood swings now so 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 will there be a day when written content is no longer a thing on the internet uh i i, I hope not i don't think so personally but will writing be enough absolutely not it won't so should we be concerned about these changes that these platforms are making absolutely because we need to pay attention to those changes and we need to adapt accordingly. And as a result of these changes, you know what I'm, you know what I'm seeing? And I, I think I said this in a previous episode. I am seeing that blogging is becoming more human. Whereas before it was, you know, you kind of hide behind this, this computer screen and you just type a whole bunch of stuff and you put your written thoughts out into the world. Um, that's what it used to be, right? And then eventually it became, you know, you can have a two-way conversation because people could leave comments and they could reply to comments. So it's more than a two-way conversation. It's a three-way conversation. And then, you know, YouTube came and, 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 and that just started going like crazy. And then people started uploading video and people um, started, you know, growing their subscribers and engaging with people in a way where now you can see me, you can engage with me kind of at a deeper level and podcasting was on the rise. And, and when I attend an event, most people never, the people that come up to me, they ne I don't know that I could think of a, a, a time when someone said to me, man, that article that you wrote on such and such, oh man, it was so awesome. But no, people will come up to me and say, man, I listened to you when you said such and such. And man, that had such a positive impact on my life. Uh, or they'd come up to me and ask me about my family because they've gotten to know my family a little bit from how I talk about my family. Blogging is becoming way more, way more human. And me as a person that likes humans, I, I like humans. I, I like them a lot. If you're a human, I, I, there's something about you that I just like. And I like to engage with other humans. So if these changes are forcing me to, to, to be more dynamic, if they're forcing me to, to interact in video more, to, to do live videos or to, 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 to show up on my podcast and, and make it a certain way and so on and, and connect with people at a deeper way. And, you know, in, even in my emails, if Gmail, which is also part of Google, if they're encouraging me to be more personable, personal in my emails and engage and interact so that they can see that, that the people that are subscribed to my email list are actually engaging because they want my email 
emails. And if as a result of that, I get better open rates and all that good stuff and so on and so forth. So you're forcing me to be more human? I mean, I don't like to be forced. But if that's what you are saying that I need to do, I much rather that than it going in the other direction. So will the real bloggers please stand up? Will we continue to do what we've always done? Hopefully not. I definitely won't. And I hope that you won't either. So I want to leave you, leave you with you know, a few simple action steps. Action step number one. Decide on how you plan on showing up. Like, what do you plan on doing? Now, I'm not saying, hey, man, you better start creating all of these different forms of content. But if all you've been doing is written content, I'm going to push you. I'm going to say, yo, pull out that smartphone and, and record a video or pull out that camera that you bought at an at, at a event six years ago. Or maybe not six years ago, but you get the point. <laughs> that thing that you have there uh, picking up dust, pull it out and start creating some of that content and engaging in a different way. Start showing up. Maybe you will be one of those featured videos, the featured video snippets right at the top of the search results. Maybe you can start showing up where people are. Maybe you can have that podcast. So you decide on how you plan on showing up. Step number one. Number two of that, I would choose two forms of content to focus on. I, I'm not saying don't write. No, writing might be one of the forms. But then let's think about adding another one. And action step number three, show up. That, that's it. That's simple enough, right? Listen, this is not going to be the easiest journey. And I never claimed that it was from the beginning, from when I started this. This, this stuff takes work. I've put in a lot of work to get to where I am today. And I will, con I will probably put in way more in the future. But I'm going to be there for you. And I hope that you're going to stick with this. And you're going to start trying other forms of content. So that we can continue to have an impact. We can continue to grow our businesses. We can continue to build what we've been building. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what coming, what's coming up because we're going to wrap this up, you know? Next episode, episode 350, we're going to be talking about... Oh, I love this one because we're talking about Google this episode. This is like the natural segue. Next, we're going to talk about how to use Google Search Console and Analytics. Google Analytics for business growth. It's all about growing your business. So how do we use... You know, these tools can be... They can seem so complex. But how do, you, how do we use it in a practical way? That's what we're going to be trying to break down in next episode. Wow. This next episode. I started by stumbling. I'm going to end by stumbling. You got a problem with that? <laughs> this was episode 349. Is Blogging Dead? You have comments on this episode. I would love to hear them. Please, please engage with me. Interact with me. I want to get to know you better. Head on over to becomeablogger.com slash 349. And if, you, if, you've, if you're not on my email list, if you've not gone through my free training on how to go from idea to blog, I want to invite you to go to fromideatoblog.com. That's from idea, the number two, or you can spell it out, toblog.com, and, and, and take that free training, man. It's great stuff. And it'll allow me to connect with you in a deeper way. I think that's it. 
Did I cover everything? Yep, that's it. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.